and welcome to HRX Avenue's Executive Conversations. I'm your host, John Sumser, and today we're going to be talking with Bonnie Tinder from Raven Intel. Um, Bonnie is founder and CEO of this brand new way of thinking about reviews of enterprise software in the HR tech space. Bonnie, how are you this morning? I'm great, John, and so happy to be here. Yeah, this is going to be fun. So why don't you take a moment and introduce yourself? And, and I don't know how you're going to do it in a short amount of time because you've been everywhere in the tech landscape. You are the consummate insider. <laughs> I've, I've definitely worked at a lot of places, that's for sure. So um, I, I have a 25-year uh, history in the HR tech industry. I actually started uh, my career out uh, implementing payroll um, back in the, the client server days for a company called Ceridian. I've uh, spent some time at, at ADP. Um, and then, uh, you know, most recently with, with Cornerstone um, as well. And, um, you know, in the time that I have spent in this HR tech space, um, you know, I have seen thousands of implementations essentially and um, it's a process that I thought has a lot of room for improvement and uh, so I founded a company uh, that really specializes with HR software implementation Raven Intel oh oh so I misunderstood why don't you tell me a little bit about Raven Intel I, I, I may have the picture wrong oh well uh, so Raven Intel is um, a B2B peer review site for customers to research and find and, and hire the best HR consulting partner for an implementation. So if you think about like a Glassdoor or Yelp, uh, Raven Intel is uh, a, a similar uh, product that customers can come in and it's a, it's a free and open site um, come in and, and look for a partner as well as review their partner. And, you know, our end goal is to help customers make a well-informed choice about the consulting firm that they use for an implementation and hopefully improve the, the experience as a result. That's, so, so that's really interesting. How do you define the boundaries? I, I, I have um, spent an inordinate amount of time trying to figure out how one would actually describe the difference between an enterprise software provider and something else. And it seems to me that the concept is sort of a scalar concept, which is it's enterprise software, depending on the context from which you view it. And, and that means something really big and it can mean something that's maybe not so big. Um, and, this this thing, which is that software companies may not be the best way to get the software installed, is sort of universal. So so help me understand a little bit about um, how you bound this thing that you're looking at. Yeah. Um, so a lot of the uh, large uh, enterprise software vendors. Uh, so you think about a Workday, Success Factors, Oracle, uh, and, and several others, they actually do very few of their own implementations and largely rely on a partner 
network to uh, actually get the, the software stood up. And it's not just limited to those softwares. I mean, there's other, um, you know, smaller packages out there, uh, you know, point solutions that use partners to help implement the software. And, um, you know, that gives partners, or I'm sorry, it gives customers a choice in who they use. And uh, we see the choice of partner or consulting firm being used as a really critical one in ensuring that software performs as, as the, a company would need it to. Um, and so that's, so that's sort of the delineation that we make is, um, you know, what we rate for the, for the large part is based on these enterprise software uh, packages that rely on a partner ecosystem for implementation. So, so let me let me see if I can put a finer point on the question. Um, the essence of the Wall Street valuation model, software company, is labor revenue, labor related revenue is valued at one x, and software license revenue or software recurring subscription revenue is is, is valued at eight or ten x. And so, <laughs> the net valuation of a company depends upon it not having an implementation arm, right? Yeah. So, so everybody aspires to the public markets or aspires to venture valuations or who aspires to have equity financing of some kind strives to, sh if they're a software company, they strive to shed their implementation arm. Um, mm -hmm. that's, that's the model. And so what I'm asking you is how far down in scale do you go in your in your review process because what you're describing is a feature of every software product fundamentally in, mm -hmm. in the in the commercial world you know it's not it's not a feature of microsoft word but once you get to that is used by organizations and sold to organizations everybody's trying to get out from under the valuation problems with implementation so so it could be sort of the largest universe is all software sold to enterprises. And I don't think that's what you cover. But I don't know. That's right. That's right. So, so what, what, what we cover essentially is um, implementations that, that are managed by a third or led by a third party. Um, and uh, also, as part and parcel to that, um, a lot of times that includes the HR transformation effort as well. Um, it's, so it's really those sort of foundational uh, large-scale implementations that we're, we're looking critically at. So there's some sort of customer size then that is a threshold here. Is that, is that a fair way of describing it? You know, we have customers that are as small as a, a thousand employees, and we have customers that have a hundred thousand employees. Um, so it's it's really um, more dependent on the the cloud software vendor um, itself, and you know, we 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 have representat representation of really. Um, you know, all sizes, although we're focused specifically on the six major software uh, uh, vendors that use or rely on a partner ecosystem for implementation. Okay. Okay. So, so 
So let's let's move in to the big questions that you're trying to answer. Um, essentially, uh, it's what makes a successful implementation and which partners um, have a, a track record of providing uh, successful implementations. We measure on uh, every project things like overall customer satisfaction, on-time delivery, and on-budget delivery as well as, you know, we have other KPIs as well. But what we're looking to do is really provide these uh, very independent metrics around project success and then be able to sort of draw correlations about, um, you know, how well a fit a particular partner would be for a customer. So uh, the questions that we're asking are very analytical in nature about the, uh, a project, but we also ask things about lessons learned and things like that. At the, at the end of the day, what we want to do is provide customers with sort of these, these online reviews that they can look at and see the experiences of their peers. But, you know, at the same time, we aggregate the information together to draw correlations about overall uh, HCM software success. You might, you might sometime. At, at HR Examiner, we did a fairly interesting study a couple of years, 2016, about what makes a successful implementation. You might be interested in seeing that. I think we might disagree. Um, <laughs> we'll do that in another thing. I'd like to get to what are the things that you're finding? Uh, you, you published a, a small report recently about about implementations. So what are you finding? Yeah. So, you know, we, we just produced this report, um, which essentially debunks six commonly held myths about implementation. You can find that uh, on our website if you're curious about it. But, you know, what we found, number one, um, was that you know, customers in, in general, you know, people always ask us, are they getting what they thought that they would during implementation um, you know, that, that was being sold to them in the beginning? And what, what we found is, is um, that in, in general, uh, customers, when they're implementing cloud, um, are getting what they signed up for and are satisfied with projects when, number one, the project was scoped well. Number two, the consulting firm that they chose was the right fit for their organization. And those two things are what we call, you know, those are the hallmarks of success is, number one, um, you know, having a well-scoped project with a team that really stays together. And number two, having a consulting um, partner that really fits the, the, the project that is being undertaken. And um, so I think those are the, the two overall conclusions. I would say, you know, we're finding that um, we don't see a correlation between the size of a consulting firm chosen and the actual customer satisfaction. So, you know, there's, there's this idea out there, if you choose one of the, you know, the big five that you recognize their name, um, that that's a safe bet. And what we're finding is, is that's less correlated to project satisfaction is finding the right fit. There are other things to uh, decide on a consulting firm for outside of 
is a factor. They're very large and, and well known. What are the elements of a good fit? So I think uh, you know experience is everything, and the fact that a consulting partner can show that they have projects that are similar to the project a customer is undertaking. So it's things like, do you have expertise in this particular software, in these, this geography, in this size of client, and things like that. It's really what we're finding is, is if the, the firm can show uh, references for like projects as a, a customer, um, in terms of complexity and you know factors like that, that experience is better than you know all of the sort of marketing slicks and process and things like that. It's what proof points do you have that you've done work like you have um, on my project? That's, that's interesting. So so if if I get this right, and 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 please correct me when I have it wrong. The people who buy um, HR enterprise software and its implementation are generally always novices. And they generally express the details of their project in pretty idiosyncratic terms because they're trying to solve their problem in their organization and they're not really trying to figure out which piece of software to buy, it's a, that's not the problem. The problem is, how do you solve my problem in my organization? And it's always a sort of a self-referential thing to, to have my problem in my organization. So, so it sounds like a more intense um, acquisition conversation for the, for the uh, vendor to be able to come and see that and then generalize it out to their experience and then explain it back in a way that makes my experience in, in company X relatable to what you're doing. That, that's, that sounds like a more consuming upfront acquisition process. Is that is that right? It, it is, it's exactly right. And you know, customers don't go through uh, the selection and process um, you know, every year, every even five years in a lot of cases. This is maybe once in a career they make a decision like this. And so we always say there's two aspects to, to ensuring that you make the right choice. And number one is choosing the right software. And I think customers really focus on that. They weigh the feature functions and they look at product demos and all of that. But, you know, when it comes to choosing the partner, which we feel is equally important, a lot of times we're finding um, on our that the customers sort of just either go with who their software vendor recommended or they'll, you know, flex to a firm that they've heard of before, whether or not that's the right fit for their particular business need. And so I think that's where we can help customers is to create um, very easily a short list um, and identify the options, the best options that they have independently um, and look up and, and sort of vet the, the partners at the same time um, with the same rigor that they have to selecting software. 
and really, um, you know, I mean, that's what we hope to provide is, is a tool for customers to do that really easily because they're not, they, they don't know what, you know, they're, they're not doing this every day. So, you know, we're sort of able to give them all the information and a single place to make that process really easy. So, so, uh, so I hear you on the, we're trying to make easy things, but isn't your real message that people aren't spending enough time and money on the acquisition process to begin with? I think that um, I think m making a a good decision up front is uh, it, it needs to include um, a, a, a a good process for selecting the the partner at the same time and the implementation at the same time as selecting a software and I think that. Um, you know, the more customers and more diligent customers are on the upfront selection and scoping of their project or their transformation effort, the more satisfied they'll be with the result. Got it. Got it. Um, so, so I, I take that 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 was a long yes. That that one of the keys to to successful implementation project is more time spent upfront. And, and yeah. You probably you probably can't get self-reported data that supports that, but it makes all the sense in the world. I can't imagine that that anybody is going to give you a review that says this would have worked better if we'd spent more time figuring out what the actual problem was. Oh, we've gotten that feedback for sure, um, and we've got we we have, and in fact, because we ask customers, how did you how did you make a decision about this implementation? And we're finding when, you know, customers, um, you know, just sort of either look at maybe just a single proposal or don't fully consider all the options that they have um, that, or independently sort of make that choice and feel confident in uh, that, that what they're choosing is, is based on knowing what the, uh, you know, sort of uh, playing field looks like. Um, you know, we get we get people who have said, "I wish I spent more time figuring out the right consulting partner as opposed to just going with the guys that that the software vendor recommended." So we do hear that, and you'll see that that on some of the reviews uh, out on on our site. Do you think Do you think the people who think that really understand how much time they should have put into problem definition and vendor review and evaluation? Or that's a that's my sense is that that the um, the difference in cost and energy required to get it right from the beginning is not an extra hour. It's three, five put into the process. Mm -hmm. Is that mm -hmm. right? I, I yeah, I would I would definitely agree with that. And you know, it's it's hard sometimes if a project hasn't gone well to do a look back and sort of woulda, coulda, shoulda, but I think I think the, the clients that are spending the time in the upfront selection process ultimately are having a you know a, a smoother, more successful implementation on the back end. So one of the things we found in, in, in our research was that the most successful implementation projects were tied to a larger initiative. Um, mm -hmm. Um, and that that you can you can solve this problem by either 
getting really clear up front about what you're trying to do, which is the essence of any good purchase, um, or you can solve some of those sins by having some some sort of higher order purpose that people can get behind that allows the, the inconveniences caused by not knowing what you're doing to be absorbed in a larger purpose. Um, mm-hmm. Are you seeing that in, in your look? We are. And in fact, um, you know, we're finding, which kind of goes contrary to what conventional wisdom is, is that complex projects are actually rated fairly well overall uh, on on our site, as are the, the super simple ones. And I think the reason that complex projects are, are rated well is because customers you know, understand uh, the complexity to begin with. So maybe they're part of a, a larger transformation effort or they're part of a, a full, um, you know, ERP change. I think in those cases, customers spend a lot of time in that due diligence up front to make sure it's scoped well and, and all of those things. Where we see more of the, the issues come up is, you know, in the mid-sized complexity projects, that are, you know, let's say in maybe two or three geographies, maybe they're, you know, implementing, um, you know, more modular type of functionality. It's those that customers seem to be rushing through the the decision process, and uh, we see those projects overall being less satisfied than the complex ones, which is kind of interesting. So do you imagine that that Intel's, Review database will get sophisticated to the point where where I might be able to go and find. Uh, to me, to me, implementation is dependent on industry, organizational size, maturity of the basic set, um, underlying capital infrastructure, um, and maybe something about how the organization understands what work is and what work isn't, and. And so, so those are five variables. Um, uh, could, do you imagine the database getting so rich that I could I could do a search based on those five variables and find somebody who had my problem to talk to? Without question. So we ask about all of those things uh, in our customer reviews. So we ask industry, demographics uh, in terms of geography. Um, you know the the scope of the project that was completed. And, you know, all of those individually are um, available. So you can you can read all of those reviews out on the site. Um, what we do for customers who are in active search mode is um, we'll ask them a couple of questions about the project that they're ready to embark upon. And we'll help them actually create their short list based on those things that they are um, you know, telling us that's most important to them and the, the, the scope of their project, what we'll say is, is, hey, based on our review data, here are the, the customer, here are the partners that you should uh, consider. And we'll actually bring those partners right to them, make the process easy. Um, and again, that's, that's a, um, something that's available on our website, but it's one of those things that we do for customers um, as well, should they have a, a project that they want um, you know, some greater oversight on. And, you know, we've been um, at this since 2018, and um, 
our data is growing richer by the day. So every, every day we have a new customer who's completed a project that's writing a review out there. And so, you know, our ultimate goal is, is to be, a, a, you know, a company that is going to allow customers to make a truly data-driven decision about their partner based on the voice of the previous customers. That's interesting. Well, that, that, that's quite a challenge. I, I assume, you know, um, um, one of the interesting things that, that, that I have to deal with on a fairly routine basis is that people aren't necessarily allowed to talk about what's going on inside companies. Um, and so, so it'll be fascinating to see where the limits of your data collection actually are. Um, uh, so that, that's, that's the first thing. But I, I think I didn't understand in the beginning of this conversation that the underlying business model at Raven, Raven Intel is um, to become part of the acquisition process. Is that right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, one of the things about our site that's different is that all of our reviews are actually anonymous. So we never print a company name or a customer's name. We hold that information 100% um, in, in confidence. Um, with that said, we fully vet every single review that's on our site. We know exactly who has written it. We check their credentials via LinkedIn and um, ensure that they are a current customer of the software that we, they had implemented. So we do the checks on the back end. But what that allows us and allows the customer to do is be a little bit more candid about um, the, the project that they went through and um, you know not have to necessarily, um, you know, hide certain types of information and things like that um, because it, it is, uh, it's, it's not ever posted and, um, you know, attributing it to a particular customer or company. Well, this has been, this has been awesome. I'm excited that you're trying this experiment. I, you know, you know, it seems like there's some things you're going to learn, like, like in, in the era where Facebook promised anonymity and doesn't deliver it, who's going to believe your claim? Uh, but but that's, that's business of the 21st century. I, I'm excited to, to hear the possibility that people will start to understand that it's the implementation process that makes a difference in the installation of these, of these big tools, and I'm glad that you're doing this. Is there anything you want a listener to take away from the conversation? Um, I think uh, really two things, just to, to know that we are here to help you if you're going through a selection process and you can look at ravenintel.com and, and you know, use our site for free. It's a free service to customers. Um, and the other thing is you've gone through an implementation and want to help your peers and write a review, that's also, um, you can go to our site and write one as well. Um, and really help others going through the process to know what maybe you wish you knew going through, you know, going uh, through your implementation. Um, so both of those things, and um, yeah, to please use it, please use that we have. Okay, please reintroduce yourself and make sure people understand exactly how they can get in touch with you. Thank you. Yes. So I'm Bonnie Tinder. I am uh, the the founder 
of Raven Intel, you can reach me at bonnie at ravenintel.com um, or via ravenintel.com uh, on our site, and you can chat right in. We have uh, all kinds of chat bots that make it really easy for you to get in touch with us as well. Great. Thanks so much for taking the time to do this, Bonnie. It's been a great conversation, and, and I think you're, you're introducing a new level of service standard in the industry, and that's great to see. You've well, I been listening. It. Yep, you've been listening to HR Examiner's Executive Conversations. We've been talking with Bonnie Tinder, who is the founder and CEO at Raven Intel at ravenintel.com. Thanks for tuning in today, and we will see you back here next week. And thanks again, Bonnie. It's been great having you on. Pleasure. Thank you. Bye-bye now. Bye.